We live. Welcome to another episode of the Sharpshooters Podcast. I'm coming to you live from the dungeon. I am Jay. Uh, I'm going to call it the dungeon from now on. Y'all, y'all know I'm big on the hearts, man. Um, as, this, as this podcast is named Sharpshooters. <laughs> if I'm coming to you from the crib, we're going to call it the dungeon. Um, if I'm coming to you from the studio... Um, shit, I'm gonna have to come up with a name from the studio. And if I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast, we're gonna call it whatever the fuck they want to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. We back here though. Um, we as in the Sharpshooters family, and thank y'all for joining me, my Sharpshooters family. Um, so much to get into today. Today's gonna be one of them real ass episodes, man. It's I'll get into it, man. Y'all don't even know the half. Shit, um, we'll get into that though, but I do want to say thank you for listening. As always, rate, comment, subscribe, and uh, shit, after today's episode, I'm going to ask y'all for one more thing. Rate, comment, subscribe, and pray. (laughs) Send us y'all prayers, man. I'll get into it in a little bit, but um, right off the bat, I want to, oh, and if y'all hear me like all the time, yo, it's the allergies, bro. This allergy season is outrageous right now. Um, so bear with me with that, but, um, right off the bat, I do want to get into, uh, uh, let's talk, you know what, let's talk about, uh, this shakeup, man. This shakeup is, uh, so first of all, it's designed for SmackDown to be the top brand, which I'm glad it is. Jesus, man, they, they raped and pillaged, uh, Raw being they raped and pillaged SmackDown for like, what, a good two years running? So it's good to see SmackDown coming out on top now, man. Uh, big names, man. Let's let's run down the names now. We got, from what I saw this week, we got Smojo. We got Asuka. Shit, they got Andrade Almas too, right? And Zelina Vega. They're coming soon. They also got um, The Miz, who's uh, on his way soon too, right? Uh, so you're going to get something there, some kind of payoff with him and Daniel Bryan finally. that That's dope. I'm looking forward to that. And um, well, who else am I missing here? Was it is it a tag team that I'm missing? Uh, there's, there's so many people. Uh, but on the Raw side, they're not too shabby themselves. I mean, they went and got the Riot Squad. Oh, here's what I'm missing. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. That's who I was missing. Uh, but on the Raw side, I mean, they went and got the Riot Squad. They have Altars of Pain, AOP. Um, it got a little weird. Like, Drew McIntyre with Ziggler. I mean, I'm glad to see Ziggler back on Monday nights. But Drew McIntyre with Ziggler? I don't know what's going on there. I mean, we'll wait that out, right? We'll see what's up with that. Um, so there's that. I mean, y'all guys, you guys let me know what you think about the uh, the whole shakeup. Are you guys down with it? Is this better than the previous ones? But um, I'm as as a as a blue team guy, man, as a blue brand dude, I'm I'm excited for this, man. Um, and most of the people that went over to the blue brand, I am like legit fans of. So like, I, I'm a Miz fan, uh, Oscar fan for sure, and Samoa Joe. Like those are my my people there that I'm. Like, genuinely excited to see on Tuesday nights. Um, and then you got the main players that are still there, seemingly. Uh, I didn't think Styles was going to go anywhere. And I'm glad Nakamura stayed because there's so much unfinished business 
for them. I feel like Nakamura just now got to like like working on top on that show. You know, I mean, he's had some good matches previously and some might argue and say, "Hey man, he was he was working on top for the title against Gender way back when, but it's it's Gender." So, <laughs> but I'm glad that he's working on top with with Styles and now seemingly something with Daniel Bryan may come out of that. Um, and now you're going to get to see Nakamura work with Joe eventually. It's all going to happen, you know. And for it to be a two-hour show, I mean, shit, man. They got their work cut out for them. But I know that they will make the best of it and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's all good stuff to look forward to if you are a blue brand lover like myself. Shout out to SmackDown Live. Shout out to Shane O'Mizak. Shout out to uh, Paige. So... You know what I mean? So we got all that going on. Um, so in a couple of days now, we got this uh, greatest Royal Rumble ever live from Saudi Arabia on the network. I Listen, I, as far as I'm concerned, and you can ask the rest of the Sharpshooters family that went with us, I already uh, attended the greatest Royal Rumble ever, and the, the two Japanese superstars won. So you had Asuka winning the women's and obviously Shinsuke winning the men's. And we'll get into that about how, uh, you know, no secret that they both lost their title matches at Mania. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, that was, I mean, that was also my first Rumble. But, like, that was, I would say, the best because it's the first one that gave you two. I know a lot of people love, like, the 92 match and some people might love, uh, was was it 2000 at the Rock one? I mean, I know a lot of people like that one as well. But this one, to me, seems like the undisputed best because it's the only one where you got two Rumble matches in it. How do you... You can't... You just can't top it, honestly. And they were both good. They weren't They weren't horrible. One had more surprises than the other. But they were both good. Uh, fan favorites won. Uh, so I'm going with this, uh, this year's past Rumble, 2018 Royal Rumble, as the greatest in my book you know what i mean so there you have that but we do have this quote unquote greatest royal rumble coming up uh, in a couple of days now and as i'm recording this it's 420 shout out to your 420 peoples out there (laughs) um and so with the rundown with that we've got apparently i thought it was jericho apparently it's rusev still in a casket match against the taker and I've seen some wild memes out there about Rusev getting buried. So, I mean, he's not going over. Let's be real. Taker's back, and he's t- he's back not to take no L's, man. So, I see Taker going over in that, and it'll probably be a short one. Rusev is super over, but he's still going to have to play that heel role. And, you know, the heel's going to have to get put in a casket. That's just that's what, what they're going to have to do with that. Um... We've got Samoa Joe um, challenging Seth for the Intercontinental title. That one I didn't know about. I just found out that out about uh, like SmackDown night, I think, when I was watching it. So you have a potential there where he can wrestle away, no pun intended, the Intercontinental title from Seth Rollins and Raw and bring it over to Tuesday nights in SmackDown. So that's something that will definitely be interesting. <laughs> And shit, I mean, here's the thing, too. So now you've got Jeff 
t- he took the U.S. title, brought it to SmackDown. I don't know what 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 all is going on. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's these shakeups, they get weird sometimes. So I don't know. They could they could have easily brought the Intercontinental to SmackDown if they wanted to. But maybe they just want to get that title away from the Miz altogether. Because when you think Intercontinental title these days, you think Miz and vice versa. You know, so that could be a part of it. Um, what else is lined up? I know they got everything. <laughs> Talk about this for a second. I know they got everything under the sun planned for that uh, Saudi Arabia show except for women's matches. I think every title is being defended except for women's titles because um you know it's the middle east and i'm you know i listen they get down how they get down i um i'm a i guess i'm a feminist in this regard like i i love women and i love women's wrestling so i think it sucks that there will be no women on this show it's ridiculous um I've got to make my thoughts known about that. I mean, if y'all agree or disagree, you can definitely holler at me. Um, but th- I just, that that part takes it a notch down. I mean, this can't be called the greatest anything without every top-level superstar on that show. Charlotte wrestles a lot better than some of the guys, and she's just not going to be a part of that show. So that my book takes that show down a notch. So that's going to suck. This rumble match, um, this rumble match in general that's on the show, it is a fifty man, I believe. So you got fifty men, and I think that's the first time that's ever been done. I know Alberto won a forty man way back when, so we're doing a fifty man out there. So it's definitely the biggest Royal Rumble, and if they mean greatest by number, then yeah, then you know they're right on the money with that one. But, um, yeah, 50-man rumble. I They haven't said or specified anything if the winner gets anything. I would like to think that they get a title shot down the line or, or a trophy, but, I mean, a title shot's better. Um, and if I had to make predictions on that, I would say, because, you know, you can only have one winner, obviously, if Rusev was in it, I'd pick him, you know. But um, if I had to pick somebody, man, if Braun's in it, can I just, I'm going to pick Braun. Like, if, if Braun's in it, that seems like the normal choice. But I feel like it's got to be somebody out there who wins and is going to get the pop and get the respect out there with that with that crowd. Like, you know, Vince and them, they know what they're doing. And I think it's also got to be somebody out there that they can push going forward in storyline after that like just don't let it like be there one and done that night like acknowledge them as the winner of the biggest royal rumble ever and then give them some sort of push title shot whatever you got to do at a a random pay-per-view it doesn't matter but i hope that they do something you know going out of this like don't just you know oh he won and that's it because that'll suck um I'm trying to think of other matches, pardon me, as I pull this up, but I know that there's tag team matches on there, right? I feel like the Raw tag team, even though it's been uh, it's been uh, vacated, shout out to Braun and Nicholas, 
But the um, I feel like the Raw tag team titles will be defended on there. So give me a second and I will get to that. But before I get to those, right, how about we talk about Cena and Triple H? Random match, but random match for the people, I'm sure. Um, the game has to do the job on this one, right? You never know, though. That shovel might come out. <laughs> Cena's got one foot out of the company, and that shovel still might come out. Because it's the game. Uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's my thoughts on that. I feel like Cena, it makes sense for Cena to go over, but you can't can never count out Triple H, man, and that uh, shovel. I was going to say hammer, but that shovel. Uh, we've got WWE title match. This is Greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view event here. We've got WWE title match. We've got Styles and Shinsuke. Um, dude, like, I... I'd say Styles again, man, because it, it when Nakamura finally gets it, it's gotta be it's gotta be like a bigger show. It's gotta mean more. No disrespect to Saudi Arabia, but it's just it can't be on some random shit. It's gotta be it's gotta mean more. He's a heel now, so he's gotta do he's gonna do something underhanded most likely to win the title. So why not put that on a big show, you know? Um and he would be, uh, which I would be super stoked about, he would be the first ever uh, Japanese-born uh, WWE champion. So, come on now. Like, you got to make it a big deal, man. Don't, don't just uh, one-off here, Saudi Arabia thing, you know. Um, also on that card, you've got Universal Championship Steel Cage Match. <laughs> Brock versus Roman. Um... I'm going to say the same thing I when Roman finally does get that red belt because they've been making it such a big thing. It has it, it has to be on a big show, man. It can't just be some one-off just like, oh, it happened overseas. And, you know, because, listen, a lot of people got the network, but how many people are going to be able, like from the U.S., able to attend that show? I doubt it. You know what I mean? They want, I think they would want like a big crowd for this. They would want like a major stage for this. Um, it's going to happen eventually, but I also feel like it's too soon for it to happen. Uh, Brock is just on a tear right now. He is on his way to breaking that CM Punk CM Punk record of 434 days, his reign is. I think he's just under 400. Man, he might be, he might be three and change. And once he reaches 400, I mean, it's it's almost like a guarantee. Like you know, and then he's doing limited dates. You know, he's not doing every pay per view. So, I just I see Brock holding on a little while longer. Um, when he loses it, have no idea. Uh, who beats him? I'm not sure either. I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Lashley, honestly, um, and maybe then Roman can get it from Lashley. I mean, we gotta go with this narrative now. Like, let's keep it real, ladies and gentlemen. Brock, uh, Roman Reigns is not fucking with Brock Lesnar. Um, I always thought, like, I got, you know, kayfabe wise. All right, we got cheated at Mania 31. There was interference. Um, Roman was taking one hell of a beating back then. No different than what happened in New Orleans. But 
there was interference. Match was not finished. Um, in in regards to the one on one match that it started, and so you always left thinking like, you know what? Give Roman another shot, man. He 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 was gonna mount a comeback. Something was gonna happen there. I felt it. And all in reality, all that happened was he was getting his fucking ass handed to him, suplex after suplex, suplex city, bitch. <laughs> and now, pretty much more of the same for WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. And he got his ass whooped pretty bad, busted open, and plenty of suplexes and six F5s. So I want to talk about that for a little bit, actually. Um, six F5s. So we shitted on everybody else, including the WWE champion AJ Styles, um, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe. Just we're shitting on everybody else who Brock beat on his way to Mania with one F five. We're just gonna have Roman kick out of six to still lose. I don't get it. I'm sorry, he kicked out of five. But I, I just I don't get it. And Another thing is, as a Roman fan, for me, I like you as a babyface. You gotta, you gotta do what you said you were gonna do. And he talked all. Samoa Joe said it in a promo. He was saying, "You were out here for months talking about how you were the only one who could take out Brock Lesnar, the only one who could get that Universal Title away from him, and you didn't do it." <laughs> so. Us as fans, why should we believe you now? Literally, like, why should we believe you now? Um, I'm still a Reigns fan, but honestly, I don't, I don't want to hear anything he has to say. I don't want to see him um, in the title picture for a while. He needs to go back into the back of the line. Vince made that choice. I mean, I know he, uh, I heard, I had read rather that he made that decision on the day of, and just said, you know what, the fans are going to shit all over this main event. Here's an idea, Vinnie Mac. Don't put it on last. And I'll talk about that later on, too. Um, but I actually, um, I didn't stay. I left right after Styles Nakamura. Because, you know, I had I knew, I, fe- I, I felt it coming. I knew it was going to happen. And I was like, oh, I don't need to stay for this. <laughs> you know, and it's a match we had seen before, too. So, I just feel like now, when it comes to Reigns, man, when it comes to the big dog, yes, it's his yard. But you know what? <laughs> He's got to go to the back of the yard now. Fuck around, man. It's I don't know if he, we need to just when Ambrose comes back, team him up. Maybe Ambrose turns on him. We get a or shit. I'd love to see Reigns turn on somebody. Maybe we get a program with them. But he needs to be away from this title picture for a while, man. Make it fresh. Um, you got other guys on Raw that you can make it happen with, man. I I just. Reigns and Brock, Reigns going after that red belt. I've I've seen enough of it. Um so that's what I'll say on that. But um we do have a US title match on that uh Greatest Royal Rumble show as well and it is uh Hardy defending against Jinder. You know, Jinder's getting that rematch. I mean, I could see Jinder getting the win out there cuz he's I don't, I don't, I don't, where they, where they, they, oh, Punjab, India. I mean, we know he's Canadian, but they're, you know, they're billing him from Punjab, India. Um, India is, um, I was looking at a map the other day. It's funny that I actually saw that, but India is not, it's not a, Saudi Arabia is not a part of it for those that think it is, 
but it's not too far off from it. And what they can do is they can have gender go over. I could see that. They could have gender go over and he'd still be over out there and people would get essentially get what they want. So I could see that. Um Hardy's gonna be good money. I mean he's on SmackDown now. He's you know what I'm saying he's going Jeff Jeff is gonna get it popping on SmackDown, Swanton's all day. He's good money. Um SmackDown tag titles are gonna be defended. Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. Man, this is rematch mania over here. <laughs> um I you gotta keep it on the Bludgeon Brothers, right? I mean, the Usos held you down for a long time, people. Give them boys a break, man. Give them brothers a break. Um, maybe they get into something different with another tag team. Maybe they work their way back up. Um, but they definitely had shit on lock. Uh, pun intended there. They had shit on lock for a minute in the SmackDown tag team division. So, you know, nice to see what these Bludgeon Brothers can do, man. And then we got uh, Raw Tag Championships. This is what I was trying to get to. We have the bar versus Hardy, uh, Matt and Bray. And I mean, it's, you know, I could see Matt and Bray getting it. I, I, you know, I fucks with the bar, um, full disclosure. I fucks with them and now they, they are going to SmackDown. So most likely Matt and Bray will, will get it. How dope would it be if they just switch shit up on them and then they just bring the red belts over to the blue brand. I think that would be dope. So that could happen. And then, I mean, that's all I got to say about that match because it seems foregone, man. Hardy and Wyatt, they're probably going to take it. Uh, and then you got the Rumble itself. Assuming that it main events the show, I see that Daniel Bryan is in it. Uh, Jericho is in it. Angle is in it. Strowman's in it. Oh, shit. They got people doing double duty here. We've got Wyatt. We, we've got the whole New Day in there. You've got Corbin. You got Cruz. You got Shelton Benjamin. Sin Cara. El- Elias, Gable, Goldust, Titus O'Neil. <laughs> it's getting crazy. And then and apparently there'll be some NXT folks in there as well. I think I'm going to stick with my pick of Braun. Unless, unless Daniel Bryan goes over for some reason. Unless they want just that real feel-good moment. If they, if it main events, I could see D. Bry just taking it home for the end of the show. Um, and so that, that is pretty much your card for the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, I do want to talk about one more thing before I get into some other stuff. I want to recommend, just go out of my way for you guys to go out of your way to recommend, to see, um, that Andre the Giant documentary, it was um, 
it was super dope, man. Like, they, just the attention to detail. I mean, WWE had its hands all over this, by the way. I mean, Shane was in there giving an interview. Vince was in there giving an interview. You had referee Tim White or former referee Tim White, who I didn't even know was, like, old enough to be, like, Andre's, I don't want to say handler. I guess they used him as a handler, but, like, he was, like, they were, like, best buddies and shit. And I just always thought, like, Andre was from that real, real old school. And Tim White was, he, I mean, he may still have been that much younger than, than Andre the Giant. But either way, he's on there for a big portion of it. And he is just, he's got legendary Andre stories on in there. And, you know, it obviously goes all the way up until Andre's death in 93, I believe. And, you know, Tim White is, is in there and he's, he gets emotional. And, I mean, I can't even do, do it any justice. I mean, he, he, uh. He just talks about how he felt like he should have been there with Andre when it happened. And, you know, the emotion was so real coming from him. So it's one of those things that if you you want to see something riveting, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you know, this is going to be the best of both worlds for you. Such a well done documentary. Shout out to HBO. Um, And I think it was Bill Simmons that that uh, set it up. So shout out to him. I mean, the, the the stories in there about Andre's drinking are legendary. So if you've ever been into anything like that, you're definitely going to want to fuck with that. I mean, for those stories, I mean, don't I, I, I don't encourage anybody to try to replicate that because uh, if if any of those stories are even half true, I mean, we, we, we'd all be dead, like, if we tried it, honestly. Um, and lastly, I'll just say that you know, one of the things that struck me that I that I didn't know about was that Andre actually eventually found out about the disease that he had, which was acromegalia, and which is what Big Show had. And he, you know, after he was told about, I mean, I guess they didn't know too much about it back then. So by the time he they found out, hey, this is what you have, he was given a an option. Not to reverse it, but to slow it down at the very least, because he was already uh, fucking huge. Like you could see it, like uh, his hands, his face, like the forehead protruding. Like he was just a huge fucking big. He just kept getting bigger, and um, the doctors had given him an option to say, "Hey, we can do a surgery for you." I want to say it was like a back surgery or something like that, that would slow down the process of him growing. But, you know, that disease eventually does kill you if not if something is not done about it. Uh, thankfully, Big Show, uh, him and his family, they caught it early, I believe. But Andre was given that option for the surgery, and he opted not to take it. So that tells you something right there. Um, he didn't want any of it. He was living a painful life towards the very end, and I, he didn't want his that life prolonged, you know. So that... Uh, that was a very telling part of it, and that that's what I took away from it. Um, but otherwise, man, definitely f- fuck with that, man. That was a dope documentary. Um, and now I'd like to get into uh, Mania because I'm, I know it's I'm probably two weeks removed from it, but myself and the rest of the Sharpshooters crew, we did go down to... 
New Orleans. And we, <laughs> what a wild ride we've had, man. Everybody's been asking me about it. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what to say. But I'm going to get into it with you guys here, my Sharpshooters family. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me once again. Um, so what I'll say is, man, we were there from the 5th to the 10th, which I realized most people did the same thing. Things uh, for Mania Week, if you guys ever are interested in doing one, wherever wherever city they go to. Um, that Thursday before Mania is probably like the, I would want to say the first day of everything popping off. So we got in town early that Thursday. Um, that's the, definitely, if you do WrestleMania access or anything like that, that's always the first day for it, that Thursday. So you can go in and if you hit the Superstore, man, nothing will be sold out. You can get everything. I went back a couple of days. They didn't have shit that I was looking for, man. Simple stuff like keychains and magnets. I'm like, all this shit was here the first day. Um, and you do not need a ticket to uh, go into the Superstore. So that's a good thing. Only like if you want to go and get autographs and participate in photo ops, that stuff, you will have to get a ticket to get into. Um, but so, yeah, we, we arrived Thursday. Like I said, most people did. And um, pretty smooth day, man. We I'm um, just giving you guys the whole rundown, man. We that night was Wale Mania, so you know we took it easy, man. Checked in the hotel, beautiful, beautiful hotel in the French Quarter. Um, you know, old school, of course. So some amenities were just not there, um, namely being like light fixtures in the ceiling. None of that shit. You had dim lamps, and it gave it it gave it that old school feel. Um, we were on the first floor. So, like, you know, you got people just walking by the rooms. Like, it was it was interesting. But I, I love, I mean, New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. I love it even if it doesn't love me. I'll get into that. Um, this was my second time back there. I had been there, uh, I'd been there 12 years ago now, probably. I was 21 or what, you know, so, or 10 years, or 11 years, sorry, 11 years. And I was 21, so it was it was wild then. Like as far as like just me being young and immature, just wild and on Bourbon Street. <laughs> I I came up with the saying that Bourbon Street is undefeated, and you'll see why in a moment. But um, it really is. Um, so Thursday was pretty much a chill day, man. Just checked in. Shout out to the French Market. Got food, bought some goods at the French Market. Um, uh, Mr. Two O Five landed. He linked up with us, and then we all just went back to the hotel room, man, got freshened up, and, you know, representing the Sharpshooters family as as y'all should. We went to Wale Mania with the Sharpshooters tees on, you know. We invaded that John, and um, it was it was a dope experience. I mean, if you, you know, y'all know I fuck with rap, and y'all know I fuck with some Wale, so it was a dope experience for me, and just to see wrestling and rap together like that, two of my loves, like... I was I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? We had a good time. Uh dude, you had RVD in the building. You had MVP in the building. You had Mark Henry in the building. Um I feel like I saw Big E, but I I don't think he took the stage, but I could be wrong. Um Alicia Fox killed it. I mean, she she did her thing with the dance moves. Incredible. Um and so many more. I mean, you had TNA people they had uh Kenny King was there. I saw him. Saw him twice like for that week. Uh, 
you had shout out to the homie Kaz. You saw Kaz there. A lot of people in the building. You know, it was a good show, man. And then we dipped right after the performance. Headed back to the hotel, man. Got some rest, man. Um, next day was Friday, I believe. What the fuck we do Friday, man? Oh, Friday we went to. Friday, you know, we chilled, you know what I'm saying? Smooth day around town, you know what I'm saying? Another day where you just walk around, check out the city and shit like that. And then that night we opted to go to Bourbon Street, right? And, man, listen, it, 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 it's not a joke out there. Like, you you know, it's, it's a fun street in a fun-ass city. But shit can get real, real quick. You know what I'm saying, and it got real. <laughs> not 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 particularly this night, but shit did get real. Um, on uh, this night, it was kind of like you know what, everybody had a couple drinks, people were feeling nice, they got lit. Yo, I went back to the hotel early. I was like, listen, my sharpshooters fam, I love y'all, but I got to dip. I'm one of those people, man. I know when I'm feeling good, man. I'm up out of here, man. I'm going to lay down. So I dip. Um, some people got a little bit lit, but, you know, things were things were okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a horrible situation that night. And then, you know, we, we fast forward to Saturday. Saturday, shout out to um, everybody that we linked up with at WrestleCon, man. We went to WrestleCon Saturday. And the first thing I'll say is that was our first WrestleCon, I think, for all of us. Dope, dope concept. Like, you just pay one price. You go up in there, and you just get whoever you want, man. You just run up on the line. Just get whoever you want to sign whatever you got. Belts, pictures, memorabilia, whatever you want. Um, So that was a dope thing. Uh, I got, man, I got a picture with Tanahashi, who's one of my favorite wrestlers from Japan. Um, I got a picture with, you know, the, the GOAT, baby, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I had to get that one. I was supposed to meet him when he came to an indie show here. And I was I was super sick, man, so I didn't make it to the show. But I got him um, finally in New Orleans, met the man. It was dope. Um, didn't have anything for him to sign. I regret that. <laughs> I've got to get me a Flair pop, man. Who else did I got? I got oh. We got King Booker. I got Booker T out there, man. I asked him all about the whole Corey Graves shit, man. I'm like, listen, dude, why, why you, why you picking on this man like this, man? Why are you trying to hurt that boy? He was like, oh, I was gonna hurt him. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna hurt him because he talked too much. I was like, oh shit. Well, sound like you got to handle your business, man. You know what I'm saying? We coming for you, nigga. Um, So that, you know, that was dope. I got to say, man, the line for um, the longest lines I saw, Kenny Omega, of course, Young Bucks. Shit was going out the door for the Young Bucks. Um, The line, like, wrapped around the room for Kenny Omega. And then there was a considerable wraparound line for, and I ain't mad at it, the homie Mick Foley, man. I was like, wow, Mick Foley. Okay, people fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? We from New York, so I'm always like hype, like, oh shit, Mick Foley getting love. So I thought it was dope. Um I'm one of those people, man, I don't like to wait too long. So I didn't I definitely didn't wait on that line, but I'd love to get like the whole Mick Foley autographed and that'd be dope. 
Um, eventually, in due time, I believe it'll happen. It will happen, y'all. Um, who else did we just run into out there? X Pac. Shout out to oh, shout out to Diesel. Wifey got the the you know just the best. Got the picture with Diesel. Um, can't go wrong with that. He hit me with the two sweet, so we appreciate you. Shout out Nash. Um, I heard Hall was there, but I had just missed him. I went there originally for the Stinger, missed him, so gonna have to catch him. And we did see, uh, we did see the kid, one, two, three, kid, old X Pac. We seen the homie, and he gave me a two sweet too, and he was cool. Also, uh, just got. I think it was Lita. They were doing a, a dope deal where you get Trish and Lita or whatever. You know, um, she just went and got Lita and got her on the belt. And I got a little picture. And, you know, dope. That was a dope. Like, that for for that to be our first WrestleCon, I fucks with it. Um, so then, shit, what did we do after that? Um... I don't know what we... Oh, we just went back. I think we went back. We did do Access on this trip, and Access was cool. I'm trying to think what... I think I like Access a little more, man. I think I fuck with Access a little more than WrestleCon, only because, you know, you know everybody. Shout out to um, Rob Schamberger and his wife, Katie. Like, they always show love, and... Man, boy, did they show love on this trip, man. All I'll say is I got, um, I love his artwork. So I had bought, uh, my father-in-law's a big Goldberg fan. So I had bought a print from Rob's shop online and sent that down to him in Florida. And he loved it, man. I, he's got it on the wall now. And, you know, so I've seen stuff on his online shop before. He's got this Sting picture. I got an Undertaker one from him. We just recently got an Oscar. This Sting one I've been after since uh, Mania in, in, in Texas, man, in Dallas. I had saw him, saw Rob at an access. And I'm like, dude, you had, like, the Sting with, like, the, I think there's, like, three faces of Sting or something like that. I was like, dude, I... I, I, I'm looking for it. I need that. And he had just ran out down in Texas. And I don't remember if I even asked them in Orlando. You know, it's a whole year ago now. But shit, fast forward to New Orleans, man. Went up in there. Asked Katie about it. She's like, oh, let me check. I think we have it. It was super dramatic. You know when you want something, you really want it. I was like, oh, tell me they got it. Tell me they got it. But you're still trying to play it cool, though, you know. So I'm playing it cool. She pops up with it, and she goes to talk to Rob for a second, and she was like, yo, this is a gift from us to you, man. I was like, get out of here, and, you know, God bless them. I, I was going to try to keep this tucked and keep it on the humble, but I just, yo, God bless them. Like, I, just, I they know that I've been looking. I'm a, I'm a big Stinger fan, for one, and I've been looking for that particular print from Rob, so shout out to them, man. Lovely people. Um, may God bless them always, for real, for real. Um, man, so after that, fast forward, man, we get back to the telly, right? We head back to the hotel from there. The phenomenal Sandor arrives, <laughs> and we were glad to meet him. You know what I'm saying? He arrived, pulled up in the Uber like a champ. So I was glad that he came. I was like, dude, you made it. And, you know, he was only available for a short time, so... While we while we had arrived Thursday, 
he was able to come Saturday night, and then he dipped out of town Tuesday like the rest of us. So his his trip was shorter, but trust me, he got just as lit, or if not more lit than anybody. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, having said that, so, you know, he, he gets in town. We chill for a little bit. We go get something to eat, have a couple of drinks, and then we just head back to the hotel because, I mean, he gets in. It, was, it had to be around 10, 11 o'clock. And then we knew the next morning we had Mania Crawl. Shout out to Jamie. Shout out to his whole staff. Shout out to um, you know the whole Mania Crawl family. About to get into that. That's like the the big the biggest part of the trip. Y'all don't even know. Um, so next day comes. It's like Christmas morning. It's like yo y'all up yo Mania yo Mania Crawl yo we out. That's the perfect way to just. You know, set off the whole day, man. And it's crazy. Like, I just, it's two weeks ago now, but, you know, the shit changed my life. So, uh, I'm going to tell y'all this story. So, we get up, man, and we had over there. The dopest part about it was, you know, staying where we stayed in New Orleans. Like, yo, y'all, we can just walk over to Mania Crawl. That's what we did, man. Shit was right on bourbon. Three spots. (laughs) I'm going to try to remember the names of these spots the best I can. I know the first spot was Pat O'Brien. Shout out to them. Um, Super dope experience. They got like the courtyard in the back. Real old school looking. Just classy. Everybody dressed up with the, um, you know, they got the the, the, the white shirts with the bow ties and shit. They serving you like it's old school. I'm like, damn, and the drinks were strong. So we get over there. um, We do breakfast there. And... Everything is chill, man. We chilling, having a good old time. You know, see some old faces there. People that, you know, shout out to Mania Crawl family. We've been seeing these same people for the last three, four years now doing it. So it's dope to see these people, and we always genuinely get excited. We're all, we all know why we're there. We're all wrestling fans. And, you know, as always, Mania Crawls for a good cause, um, Counters Cure. You know what I'm saying? Donating to that. And so we're having a good time. We're chilling. It's the first spot. Um, Solid Monster's there. Shout out to Solid Monster. Like, you know, everybody's there. We got I got a lot of shit on um I'll 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 put it up, you know, follow us on Sharpshooters at Sharpshooters Pod on Instagram and at Sharpshooters on Twitter. I'll definitely put some shit up, man. I got a ton of video from that day. People just acting a fool. Just, you know, a good old time, man. We seen the nation there. People dressed up like the nation. We seen people dressed up as the Dudleys. Shout out to Phenomenal Sandor. I mean, he was he was really phenomenal that day with it. You know what I'm saying? With the with the with the new P1 vest. With the P1 shirt, with the P1 plates on the title and the gloves. That boy was he was styling on him. Pun intended. Um, you know, I went repping my my my, my Cena shit. You know what I mean? Cause I still I still fucks with the C Nation, man. That's the homies. You know what I mean? C Nation. So yeah, I went with my with, you know some cargo shorts, a big Cena shirt, and man, I had two titles. I think I had the uh, WWE and the US, which I no longer have now. But I'll get into that. Um, Man, so and the, and shout out to Jess, man. She was she was dressed to the nines in her her Nikki Bella gear, man. Had on the shorts with uh, the fearless tee and the fearless hat, and um, 
you know, women's title in tow, SmackDown women's title around the waist, and uh, she had on those Air Jordan 1s, man, fly, you know, killing it, killing the game. Um, so we go to the next spot from there, from Pat O'Brien's, I think we went to a spot, I think it was called Razoo. I believe that was the name of the place. And, you know, we have a good time there. But I noticed shit starts to get a little out of hand. <laughs> and when I say out of hand, it's like, yo, beer, shots coming from everywhere. Like, people want, you know, people get excited. They want to show love. I've seen people double fisting. Like, you know, Phenomenal Sandor, he's getting lit as he should because he's phenomenal like that. Um, see Jess getting lit. And it's just all happening at a rapid pace. And I just remember thinking, like, you know, shout out to Mr. 205. Like, I just, we were, I don't know if he was on the same page with me, but I remember thinking, like, yo, listen, what I'm going to do, I'm going to drink this beer. By the time somebody passes me a fresh one, I'll put the, I'll put the old one down and just continue to drink the cold one. But I never at no time did I feel the need to, like, yo, I'm going to double fist. Somebody handed me a shot. All right, cool. We'll do this shot with y'all. Bet. If I felt like the next shot came around too quickly, what we're going to do is we're going to pass that shot on. Because I just took a fucking shot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I never feel the need to just get out of control with it. And just like, you know, I wanted, I knew Mania was coming. That was always the, the, the eye on the prize was that Mania was later on that day. Just a couple of hours. It's like, fuck, this is what I came out here for. So I wanted to make sure not only that I made it to the show because in years past, you know, we made it to the show, but motherfuckers be fucked up. Uh, shout out to Orlando. I was fucked up, <laughs> but I remember the show. You know what I mean? So, but I wanted to make sure I made it, you know what I'm saying? And some people didn't make it. We'll get into that as well. So, you know, that's where it starts to happen in the second spot. But shout out to the Razoo folks, though, because they had like a, a dope, like most bars do down there, like a dope back patio area or whatever. So when we get in, they're like, yo, everybody with a championship belt get on stage right now. Let them know you the fucking champ. I'm like, word, I got two fucking belts. Jumped on that stage. Me and the homie, Phenomenal Sandor, we on there. Jess is on there. You know, we just, we throwing it up. You know what I'm saying? Real champ shit, like champs do, man. And from there, we had headed to the last spot. And the last spot is where shit just really broke down. But there was there was good parts to it. Um, for instance, met up, met up with the homie Nathan Haskill, man. Shout out to the homie Haskey. Uh, shout out to the Drone podcast on, you know, uh, Cobra Law Records. Fuck with his music. Fuck with the Terra Drone podcast. They on iTunes. Much love and support. You know, finally got to link up with him. You know, the homie from from L.A. And he was cool as shit, man. Just 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 chopping it up. That's that's what I love about this social media shit. I mean, it's good. You gotta take the good with the bad. But I love that you can like connect with people online because you enjoy their music or you enjoy their work or whatever they do. Same thing with with the Shamburgers. You know what I mean? And then y'all just become cool peoples i mean it ain't got to be an everyday thing but it's just like yo you know what you a cool person i fuck with you you a cool person i fuck with you that's it nothing more need to be said so i got that vibe from day one finally meeting dude like it was a physical vibe like from from connecting online i'm like yo i fuck with this dude not just his music and his art you know that he puts forth but like 
I fuck with this dude. Like, dude is a cool dude. Then you meet the dude and you're like, ah, yeah, he's definitely a fucking cool dude. I can definitely fuck with this dude going forward. Like, it's just confirmation. So, shout out to him, man. We just, yo, we're drinking. We're having a good time. You know, he bought beers and shots. I still owe you, brother. Um, And we're just talking, man. Just talking. And uh, shout out to Buff the Stuff Bagwell. He was... The supposed uh, costume judge, and he was giving out like an NWO shirt or whatever. I mean, I was I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I just recorded it, um, like I just recorded like just people going crazy for him, like you know, buffed up stuff. I'm like, oh shit, he's over out here. Or people were really lit, one of the two. Um, but you know. <laughs> That happened, and um, now we're going to get to the part where I say names. So our our Mania Crawl family, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the girls, I think, believe the girl's name is Courtney. She, you know, kind of got the Sasha Banks thing going on with the looks, and she got the purple hair. Very pretty girl. Um, she always comes through with her one homeboy. I don't remember his name. Um, I don't know if I even got his name. I'm pretty good with names. That's why I don't think I got the name in the first place. But he's he was a humble dude, smooth dude from the three years that we've been doing this and linking up with them wherever Mania goes. And um, the homie Chris, um, who is a um, cool dude as well. Um, you know, I think my wife's a little more cool with them and... and, and, and I want to say open with them more than I am, but I'll, I'll, I'll always show love when I when I see people out. I really don't care, but like I think it's more for her. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're you know they're the crew, but it's more for her. And you know they had been with us throughout the whole crawl, and they you know we went to every spot together. And the last spot is conveniently where shit really got out of hand. I mean, all I remember. <laughs> Truthfully, is um, talking to homie to the homie Haskill man in the back, you know, just taking shots and having a brew, and just talking, dude. We talked music, we talked um, doing the podcast thing. Um, how you know it ain't easy to keep it going. You you got to get people together, all this shit, you know. And I was telling them like my formulas. I like to just drop once a month and make it mean something if I can. If there's a special show in between that time, then I'll record about that, you know, whether it's SummerSlam or whatever, you know. Um, so we talked about all that. Just talked strategy, chopped it up. <laughs> then the homie two hundred five man, he comes. And he kind of like tugs on my my shoulder and he's like, dude, you know, um, you got to come and check Jess out, man. I don't want to, you know, like he's like, dude, you got to come get her. And I've, you know, heard shit like this before. I'm going to get into that. But like, this is not the first time we'll be out and it's like, yo, you got to come get her. I'm like, dude, so I was already like not taking it serious. I'm like, yo, man, I'm linking with the homie right here. We're talking. We're having a good time. Come on, man. You know, and. He left. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep talking, man, doing my thing. I'll check on her later. And he comes back. I don't remember the, the, the time frame. It felt like a good 20 minutes or whatever. But he comes back. And he's like, no, for real, dog. I can't control her no more. You really need to come 
and get Jess, man. Some you got to get come get your girl, man. Like that type of shit, man. Like he's like, I kind of don't want you to see her, but he was like, you need to see this. <laughs> so I tell the homie Haskey, like, dude, look, man, I gotta, I gotta make a run anyway, man. It's getting close to showtime, man. You know what I mean? But I'm sure I'll see you in there, and I'll check you out later. I mean, there's more shit I want to get to. I'm still, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go and spend that eight bucks on that, on that, uh, that Cobra Lot joint, man. You know what I'm saying? I got you, Haskey. <laughs> so you know, we were, we were talking about his music, you know. And he's like, no, I understand, man. Go do your thing, man. We'll, we'll link up for sure. And I go and proceed to walk towards the, the, the outdoor bar where they were all chilling at. And I saw something that I did not expect to see at all. And, um, you know, even when he told me, come get it, I've seen her act a fool before. I've seen her get lit. You know, full disclosure, she cannot hold her alcohol. I went over there. And ladies and gentlemen, Sharpshooter's family, I shit you not, I saw Jess the best, as you know her on this podcast, Jess, my wife, as you know her also on this podcast, I saw her uh, just swapping saliva with Courtney, Courtney Banks, as we call her, and um, literally tonguing each other down, and um, it was hard to see because, um, you know, it... First of all, what hit me was my pride and my ego. Like, damn, I just finished chopping it up with the homie. I hope he ain't see this. Um, I felt like everybody saw it, right? Now, in reality, shit like that happens every day down in New Orleans. Like, two chicks making out. They lit. Oh, man, that's a, it's a good show. They putting on a show. But it felt like, to me, everyone here knows that this person is my wife. And they know that she's doing this shit in front of me. I was mortified. I was embarrassed. I felt disrespected and violated. Um, and because of that, like, as I saw that happening, so many things went through my mind. I was like, yo, record this shit and just let her know how she was fucked up and lit and not necessarily shame her, but use it as the opportunity to be like, listen, we've got to we got to do better. How do we fix this? Um, but as quick as that thought entered my mind, it left my mind. <laughs> Next thing I thought about was, like, getting violent, which I'm not a violent person, especially not towards females. I would never, I'd rather break my hands off before I've raised them to a woman. I'll be clear and honest with y'all, sharpshooter family. But I um, I just thought about some funny shit. I was like, man, if I go over there and rock bottom her right now, people have been doing wrestling moves on each other all day. Ain't nobody going to even... They can even look at me twice if I do it right now. Fucking rock bottom her, leg dropper, uh, tombstone this bitch, uh, you know, <laughs> stone cold stun. All types of shit went through my mind. And again, just as quick as that thought entered my mind, I, um, it, you know, it left my mind. So ultimately, what I decided to do was leave. Um, and I was super tight. Um, Hindsight always being twenty twenty, that wasn't the best thing to do. That was a bad idea. Um, leaving her like that and her most vulnerable. Obviously, she was super lit. Um, but I just felt like I'm going to catch a case, man. I need to dip. So I fucking walk, still drinking my beer, which is, that city is dope for that. I just walked all the way to the Superdome, still drinking my beer. It was about a good 20-minute walk. And I was so... I'd never been in the Superdome before, though I've been in New Orleans before. I'd never been in the Superdome. So I'm just kind of walking in, walking with the crowd, 
got my head down, fucking pissed, and I was heated, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't lying. I was heated. And I just look up, and I'm like, oh, shit, there goes the Superdome. Like, I just walked mad for 20 minutes and looked up. There go, there was the fucking Superdome. Um, went inside, uh, saw the show. I want to get to the card for y'all i'm not gonna do any of the pre-show stuff which i ended up making it for as well but um first match that i see title match fucking dope i mean what a way to start off the show i did not expect um miz to lose i expected him to retain but i mean i ain't mad at rollins getting it either especially the way he won double curb stomp my nigga I salute it. I respect it. So that was a dope match to start it off. And that kind of calmed me down a little bit. As I was there, like I had just got to my seat, I think. Superdome had a dope view, too. Um, I started getting texts from 205, man. Like, dude, you got to, um, can you come get her, man? She's fucking lit. Can you, where you at? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm already at the Superdome. Um, you know, and again, this, like I said, this is this wasn't anything new to me. This was the most fucked up I've seen her to the point where I got violated, but it wasn't anything new to me. So I just said, dude, take her back to the hotel room if you got to. Fucking, you know, lay her down, whatever, but keep her away from me, man. That's the best I can give you is keep her away from me. That's the the most important advice. Pay pay attention to that, ladies and gentlemen. So they're like, all right, fuck it, we'll do that. Um and they did it by any means necessary on some nation shit because it wasn't easy apparently to get her back. And somehow in the process of getting her back, they had like she was falling out, middle of the street, getting dragged, all types of shit. Apparently in the process of getting her back, the phenomenal one, no matter how phenomenal you are, things happen. He lost his phone and his mania ticket. And apparently he just turned into the fucking incredible phenomenal Sandor and started tearing up the streets of New Orleans like where the fuck is my phone and my ticket <laughs> you know so all that's going around in going on in the background um I'm watching the second match I believe was that women's uh was Oscar Charlotte and at this point the fellas are on their way to the Superdome they're on their way and I'm getting updates and calls what's going on uh, what happened? I'm like, y'all, you only missed the first match. That's it. You know, Rollins, new IC champ. You know, it's, it's all good. And they, you know, they get in to the, to the Superdome. And apparently, you know, they were able to give Sandor his same ticket. He sits down. This boy is so lit. He sits down. Oscar's just coming out, right? So you're getting the start of the second match. He's sitting down and he's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And I'm like, wait, what? And he he calls me like from his, he had, so he had like a, I don't know, these Samsung phones, bro. I guess so he had like a watch that let him make, he had cell service on that. So he's calling me from the watch and he's just like, yo, fuck this shit, bro. I sat down and I don't know what the fuck Oscar's doing. Like from the angle where my seat is, it looked like she's running down the ramp. Or he's like, I'm just out of here. This, I'm pissed. I was just like, dude, it's not that serious. And obviously um, I had an empty seat next to me because Jess never made it. 
So I was trying to tell him to come and sit up with me, but he had already left the arena and he was fucking pissed and he wanted his phone because he wanted to document mania. So he went on this long, arduous journey through New Orleans to fucking find his phone and probably still tear the rest of the city up. Who knows? So at that point, he's out. I'm still watching the match. And the next thing I remember is because it was hard for me to really enjoy the show. I'm sitting there as a married man who just seen probably the worst shit you want to see as a married man. And I'm sitting there watching the show trying to plan out the rest of my life like fuck. You know, in the back of my mind anyway. And I'm watching it. And the next thing I remember is Sandor giving me a call from that watch. And... He was asking me the address to where we were staying, the address to the last bar, because he wanted to track down his phone. And as he's asking me this, man, I just remember Charlotte putting on that figure eight and Oscar fucking tapping. And all of a sudden, everything Sandor was saying just turned into wah, 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 wah. <laughs> some old charlie brown teacher shit man i wouldn't i just couldn't process it because i was just like wow she really tapped wow the streak is really over wow she run the rumble for nothing like i just like i was like wow what the fuck um so that that's what i remember most about that match is more specifically how it ended um you know, fast forward through the night, we get to what um, what I had came there for, which was, um, when I say what I came there for, because I came for that Oscar Charlotte match as well, but um, Styles Nakamura just seemed like such a dream match when it was first uh, set up. I was like, oh man, we're in for a treat, and, and the ticket is well worth the price of admission with the, with this match on the card. Um, great match. Um, could it have been better? Yes. Have they had better? Yes. Will they have better? I believe so. Um, the, the heel turn, which I had missed because I just walked out. The heel turn, um, is what everyone will will remember about this match the most. And I think that it's a it's a good thing. It's 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 a, it's a good thing because now you're going to see, in my opinion, Nakamura at his best. You'll see Nakamura not holding back. You'll see Shinsuke Nakamura being Shinsuke Nakamura, which is dope. And um, I think that he'll do something underhanded, most likely to get that title, as I said earlier in the podcast. So I mean, I'm looking forward to all of that. Um, but the reason why I missed it is because I opted not to stay for the Roman and Brock match because, one, it's something we've seen before, and, two, I just felt it in the air like nobody gives a shit about this, including me. <laughs> I thought I cared about that match going into it, but I really didn't. I mean, the build was fucking horrible. I mean, I'm sorry. That build was garbage. <laughs> Um, and then, like I said, for Roman to just talk all that shit and still get beat after getting beat every week, it was like, wow, okay. I see what you did there, Vince. So, right before I left, I mentioned that I had an empty seat next to me. That empty seat, um, I kept my two title belts in. I had the U.S. title 
and I had the WWE title. Um, I had the U.S. title that was brought for me out there as a gift uh, by Jess. And I wanted to get it to further the gimmick. I originally wanted to get the spinners, you know, being that I had my Cena shit on. But I wanted to get that to further my gimmick of you you guys. I don't know if you guys remember my gimmick of being the new face of America. And I was rocking like the KO shirts and just and I truly believe that, you know, uh, I'm conflicted. I'm a, I'm a I am a black man in America. I don't like to get into politics too much, but um, I I do feel like I am someone who is, for lack of a better term, woke. I hate the term woke, but I'm aware of like the, the, the temperature of this country for people of color and, and things that are going on. So I choose, because I'm not, what I'm going to do, leave? Like, this is my fucking home country. Like, I ain't going to leave. So I choose to represent America in the light that I want to represent it in, which is... Our culture is loved, whether some people want to admit it or not. Our culture is loved. People know we got flavor. People know we got soul. They want to fuck with us. They want to be us so bad. So I embrace that. I'm like, yo, you want to look, I'll put you on. I'll put you on, man. I'll put you on to the slang. I'll put you on to the food. I'll put you on to the music. I got you. You know what I mean? People want to do all this separatism shit, but I'm, I'm like, yo, listen. This is America, homie. I got you. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the reason why I had got the title and she got it for me. But I digress. Um, I had two <laughs> titles with me at Mania. And I had them in the seat that was meant for my wife, Jess. Which was empty because she didn't make it. And I just sat those titles in the seat there, you know. Watched the show. <laughs> And there was a family next to me. I don't know if they were a father and son, big brother, little brother. You know what I mean? But they were just so cool. And apparently they were locals. So right after the, you know, right after Styles got the win, I knew I was just going to leave. So I leaned over to the older gentleman there who had the kid next to him on on the other side of him. And I just said, hey, man, um, y'all from here? And he said, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, so y'all know how Bourbon Street can get, man. Y'all know how wild shit gets. He said, yeah, yeah, man, it does. I said, listen, man, I wish I was making this up, but things got a little out of hand and wild on Bourbon Street earlier, man. And I caught my wife cheating on me, man. I said, listen, she got. I don't want nothing to do with these belts. She got me this belt. I was like, I want to give it to you or a little man or whatever. He's like, no, for real? You said, I was like, yeah, yeah, please, please take it, man. I just, I was like, man, I just need to get my mind right, man. You know what I'm saying? And I really, really, I just, wrestling didn't matter to me at that moment in time. I just didn't care about nothing. I was like, here, take, take, take these, man. And the smile on that little boy's face, man, the smile on that kid's face, you just, you, I can't even like. The happiest little kid in the world, man. And he had to be, he had to be like good nine, you know, nine years old probably. And he took them titles, man. He smiled, man. And I just walked right out. And that walk back to the hotel seemed like it was forever, man. It really did. Um, but I made it back. And, um, you know, I went and got the key out of the uh so what i what i come back to learn was that 
I thought that she would be put in the room that we were staying in, and then I would stay with the fellas. That wasn't the case. They had her in the room that the fellas were staying in. I went and got the key. And I got the key out of her uh, shorts pocket, which was on the uh, nightstand. And then I went and <laughs> went and went to my room. And, you know, Phenomenal Sandor sleeping in there or just, I don't know, laid out too. Um, he's on the covers. He's under the covers. Whatever the fuck, right? I go into the room. And I sit there, and I just, I still had the key in my hand, and I just thought about it, like, wait, how the fuck did I get this key? I got it out of her pants pocket, which means this bitch is in there laying uh, with no clothes on with someone else in the room, you know what I mean? And I just was like, I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> and um, shout out to Mr. 205, man. Uh, he came... <laughs> And he came and stayed uh, the night with me, man. Pause. And he just he just spent all night with me just talking about why not to do what was on my mind at the time and why it's not worth it and how we've got too much to lose. And even if we can't work it out going forward, that violence is obviously not the answer. And that's something that I knew at the time. That's something that I know today and I've always known. As someone who grew up around domestic violence... I don't fuck with it at all. I don't condone it. I don't advise it. And I don't respect it. Um, And it's so crazy how I could have... I was almost easily in that category. You know, I would have been labeled like that. And, you know, know, shout out to Mr. 205, man. He saved my life. I told him that on the trip. And I'm saying it now on the pod, man. You saved my life, brother. You know what I'm saying? You really did. Um, Next morning... I was a little bit more calm. Uh, well, I'm, pardon me, I'm skipping. She did, in the middle of the night, try to come to the room. Mr. 205 always got my back. Told her, listen, man, you need not to come in here right now. Because <laughs> this was in him in the middle of me of him talking me off the ledge. Like, don't do this, don't do that. It's not worth it. <laughs> and um, so next morning... Uh, the phenomenal one and Mr. 205, they get out of town and they head out to, to uh, Texas for the day, like a day trip. So leaves me and Jess all the time in the world to kind of just talk things over. And, you know, originally I just went in there like, dude, I, I'm hurt. You know, you humiliated me. Hit her with the D word early. I want divorce. I want this. I want that. And, um... You know, it's obviously, it's been a whole two weeks later, you feel different. You feel still hurt, but you feel less intense about your actions. For instance, I'm not, I don't feel violent anymore. I don't want to hurt nobody. Um, All I feel like doing is getting on this podcast and rocking with y'all, my sharpshooters family, and telling the truth. Um, I don't. I have my days where I feel like, man, I don't think this is going to work. I don't know if I can make this work. So there's that. You know what I mean? But that day, all we had was time just to sit there around the hotel. And it was like the last day before we were heading out. And, um, you know, I was still a little bit um, like the violent urges had went away. But I 
was still like uh, traumatized. I think I called her mom crying. I don't remember if I called my mom crying. Shit, give me your mama number. I'll call her crying. <laughs> you know, I uh, I can tell you that my along with um, leaving those belts in New Orleans, those those titles. I uh, my wedding ring is in the Mississippi River. That shit is gone, y'all. <laughs> um, there's a backup around here somewhere. Um, you know, I was I was super hurt, man. And and, and um, full disclosure, this is why I said you know pray for us. Things have to happen. People have moments in their lives where. <laughs> You know, it's just a breakthrough moment, a breakdown moment, and a rock-bottom moment for the most part. And I th- I want to say that's what this is. And I told her I was going to get on here and talk about this. You know, the first step to solving these problems is just admitting that there is a problem. And I think that, you know, full disclosure, my wife Jess is willing to admit finally that, you know, she has a bit of a problem. I don't think that, you know, and we all, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, and I don't think she drinks in excess, but she has a problem with just being lightweight and just constantly gets like this. And it's not it's not frequent, but it's at almost every time alcohol is consumed. And, you know, again, hindsight being twenty twenty, this is something that I've known about. Uh, for quite some time. I've been dealing with this for six years. Funny enough, as I'm recording this today, we make six years of being together. And this year was three years married. And I've known about this problem for quite some time. And we all just tried to kind of just brush it under the rug and just kind of. And um, it's. The, the, the time is now. Like there's no more like sweeping this away or acting like it's not bigger than it is because it is um she becomes someone else when she drinks um she just turns into somebody that you know nobody wants to be around and i think she's aware of that now and this is no shame this is not for no exposure this is just full disclosure um that's that's what it is you know what i mean and more than putting all the blame on her I want to come on here and say I fucked up and I am uh, or rather was I'm beginning to forgive myself but I was upset with myself that you know I took vows and I this is you know this was the most important woman of my life and I left her in her most vulnerable moments on fucking Bourbon Street (laughs) Um, you know what I mean and just it's hard, man. Like, uh, I, I'm directly responsible for that shit. Real, real, realistically, I should have took my responsibilities. I hit up the fellas and told them, thank you for taking care of my responsibilities. But I should have fucking dragged her ass back to the hotel and let the boys go to Mania. Maybe the phenomenal one will still have his uh, collectible ticket and uh, his... <laughs> his uh phone you know he's got a new phone since then but you know what i mean like i should have took the l for that day and just let the boys go on ahead but um i was seeing red literally man like i just 
I was like, fuck this. I am out of here. So, you know, lesson learned, honestly. And then, you know, what what I did, every action has a reaction and there's always consequences. You know, me leaving her in her vulnerable state like that caused um, whatever happened next to happen where she was... You know, the facts of it is is that she was, she spent the night with another man, no matter how you look at it. Uh, It was assured to me that nothing was done and that, you know, which I want to believe and I think I do believe it. But it's just, you know, things ain't the same no more. Like you were, you know, you slept, you know, it's, yeah, like, you know, it's just not the same. But that's on me. That's on me, man, because if I didn't neglect my duties no man would have been around her in her most vulnerable state and I would never have to wonder and I'll never have that over my head but what happened happened and that's the state of things right now so and speaking of the state of things you know we did come back home and man it's been a struggle every day I'm not gonna lie my mental health took a took a major hit took a decline i never felt like this before man i was in here you know i know i said the violent urges went away but sometimes you gotta let aggression you gotta let some aggression out man after the first day back it kind of just felt like a whole roommate situation so i took my yankees commemorative bat i believe from the 98 season and man i was swinging like sting just breaking fucking windows breaking glass (laughs) Just had to get it out, man. Then I apologize for my behavior. Um, but, you know, where we stand now is we're trying to make it work. And what I would ask from you guys is genuine prayer. I know that there are people, not necessarily in our circle, but there are people around us or in our lives that that don't wish the best for us. That we're waiting to hear about some shit like this and waiting to hear, oh, the perfect couple they have fallen like yes no one's perfect and that's why whether you like me or not you gotta respect me y'all i'm keeping it real with y'all i'll be the first one to admit (laughs) shit ain't perfect because it ain't you know what i mean people have problems but i respect those who can get through their problems it's a lot easier to just walk away and say fuck this which is originally what i felt like doing (laughs) And what we've opted to do is try to formulate some sort of some sort of plan where we can save some lives here in the process. I truly believe that sticking around and helping her with this problem, going to some meetings, uh, reaching out to the people around us who would who would be the ones to enable her with this problem. And just telling them, hey, look, we can't do this anymore. And asking for that respect. I believe ultimately that's going to save her life. Because drinking and getting lit the way she's been or was getting lit. That shit ain't going to last you long, man. It ain't going to last nobody long. And it's no and it's no way to live. Certainly not for a married woman, but just in general. It's no way to live. And I'm not trying to judge once again. But again, once you know that there's an issue and a problem when we can admit that, then we can move forward on how to solve the problem. So we're at that very first stage of now we've admitted that there's a problem. It only took this amount of time. 
and now we're just trying to solve it. So to our people that know us, to the listeners that fuck with us for real, for real, part of the fam. I just asked you. I asked you for your prayers, man. I asked you for your your good vibes, your prayers. All of that, I you know, I ask you to send that our way. Like I'm not only trying to save lives here, but I'm trying to save my marriage. Um, that's where we're at with it. Honest to God, truth. I had to come on here and tell that truth, um, and it wasn't easy. I know uh, my mom did not want me to tell this story. Her mom probably did not want me to tell this story. <laughs> I don't know too many people who would want me to tell this story. I did speak with her, and she was like, hey, do what you got to do. Um, I I am in, you know, I am pursuing a journalism degree, and I do take this journalism shit seriously. And it's either tell you guys the whole story or not tell it at all. There's no room for omissions. I would not get on here and omit anything so that is the full new orleans story and we tried honestly we tried to hey you know do the whole what happens stays you know out there kind of shit and i just you know it seemed to serve everybody else just well to just sit sit around and just act like you know let's get on with our lives but it, it just didn't sit well with me and so while I'm bringing awareness to a problem that we have internally. I'm also doing it for therapeutic purposes. It was therapy just now to do a whole podcast and talk to my sharpshooters family and get this off my chest. And I really appreciate y'all for letting me do that, man. This this will probably be the realest shit I ever spoke on some Tupac shit. This is the realest podcast I ever done, man. And if I don't do another one, um, man... What a way to go out if I don't do another one. The only reason why I say that is because I am going to take some time to work on my marriage, work on our life, work on eliminating that problem, and essentially fight these demons. You know, everybody's got demons. We want to fight these demons, and we want to win. And no, I ain't talking about Finn Balor. I'm talking about some real fucking demons here. You know what I mean? But I think we got a good support group around us. Um, Shout out to Sandor, man. I mean, I had to include you in this story, but, you you know, you're part of it, too. And um, much love to Nat. And just, I just, I had to tell this story. But, I mean, he's been very supportive and he's been very assuring that he got nothing but love for us and you know even in his wrong mind or right mind he wouldn't do no fucked up shit and i believe you brother uh shout out to mr 205 because like i said he saved my fucking life y'all you hear me that man saved my life because i i'd probably be in jail or trying to hurt myself because i wouldn't forgive myself if i had done something so shout out to him and um just shout out to the whole Mania family, man. You know what I'm saying? Things happen. And I'm not trying to, you know, I, yes, I said some names on this podcast. I'm not trying to expose y'all. But I, you know, shit's real. And when it's real, you make it real with the names and the times and the places. And this needs to be a real moment in time 
on this podcast to remind people like, hey, man, we can always slip. We can always fall from grace. Ain't nobody perfect. But, you know, the more people that know, I personally believe the less of a chance you have for this type of shit happening again because... If if someone's a good human being, they're going to make sure you're not in those predicaments or those situations for these things to happen again. You know, so that's my thoughts on that. Um, we did have we did have some jokes about next year's mania coming to the New York area, New Jersey area, because that's our home base, man. We're from here. So, you know, I was like, listen, man, if you want to do mania next year, um, uh, I don't know if you need necessarily need the mania crawl in your life, but I can't tell you what to do. You want to do that shit, you know. And we had jokes like, oh, yeah, do it, man. Fuck it. Jess will be making out with two bitches next year. You know, <laughs> we got jokes like that. So it's still, while it's still a very serious situation, we still trying to, we still trying to live. We still trying to get through it. And we're still trying to just be us at the end of the day. I don't want this to really change us. I just want it to rid us of these demons if this is what it takes to get on a podcast and tell the truth and talk to my sharpshooters family and let them know what's really going on then so be it man i have no problem doing that you know so i'm getting ready to sign off with y'all um i don't know if it's gonna be the last time or just the last time for a while you know there are some other projects going on that i'd like to get into YouTube wise and with some other people, some some dope rappers actually out of New York that I'm supposed to be working with. But you know, all that shit gotta go on hold, man. I need to save my life, save my marriage kind of deal, you know? So that's that's more important. That's more important than anything, man. It's more important than wrestling. It's more important than hip hop, my two loves. Um They uh we do have tickets for some other things coming up, you know. ROH is coming to town. I got backlash in a couple weeks. Um, shit, we got SummerSlam. I got tickets for that. I'd love to see uh, TakeOver here in Brooklyn one more time if this is the last one they do for a while. You know, so there's a lot of shit um, lined up. Most, Some of it I have tickets for. Most of it I don't. But, you know, that's all going to have to just... We'll have to take a wait-and-see approach with that because... Like I said, man, I really, really want to just work on, work on this. Now that I'm in my like my right mind with this, I I know I see the bigger picture is like, save a life here, <laughs> save a marriage. So, I again just ask you for your prayers. I um, I appreciate y'all for rocking with me, man, and rocking with us, Sharpshooters family, and um. I will ask for your privacy as well with this situation. I know that some folks are going to be hollering at us after this goes up, but um, we're going to need to get through this, and we'll get through it on our own time. And when we're ready to holler back, we'll holler back. You already know what it is. Sharpshooters, we out of here, baby.